0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky And this is our podcast If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is
1: what you missed Day after Valentine's, did you, uh, did you live up to it? Did you break somebody's heart? Did you completely ignore the whole thing? How was your Valentine's, Lucky? Uh, I I acknowledge that the
0: day exists <laughs> <laughs> And so, and so acknowledged it <laughs>
1: With
0: a, with a card You didn't, card? And I got the same
1: Gave each other a card. Yeah. That's nice. Right. Well, that's nice. Well, at least you acknowledge. Uh-huh. Better than ignoring completely. Yeah. Although I do, I said, I
0: like this idea that, uh, of couples that just go to uh, the card store, mm. uh, pick out a card, uh, they go together, pick mm. out a card that they would normally give to each other, let them read it, and then just put it back on the shelves, and off you go.
1: Yeah. we uh, We heard about that yesterday. Uh-huh. It is interesting with the uh, buying of cards. I haven't bought a card for anybody or anything in maybe decades. No birthdays, no Christmas. Because, you know, you you and I will discuss how you believe Valentine's is a complete ripoff and you wouldn't waste the money. And yet you can go to one store and buy a card for a dollar. Yes. And you can go to another store and spend six and seven dollars. Or more. It's it's crazy. Right. Right. And uh, yesterday I was at a, a couple of different stores. It's funny how, how the day unfolds. So yesterday morning I swung by a store and, and got some uh, flowers from, from Maria. And it was a little bit busy. Not bad. Like 9.30, 10 in the morning. It seemed a little busier than I would expect it to be. Then I went back out in the afternoon about 3.30 or 4 to uh, grab stuff for dinner. And the grocery store was rammed with every dude standing staring with vacant, <laughs> vacant eyes looking uh-huh. at bouquets and wondering
0: what's gone on with my life. I didn't see the uh, the, the buckets on the corners as much. No, people selling right. flowers. I didn't see as much of that. Maybe that's it's more of a Mother's Day thing. A little warmer yeah. during Mother's Day it might be easier to do, or maybe supply chain issues have cut that back.
1: You know, I don't know. My grocery store looked like a florist shop. Right. I was talking to the manager a couple of days ago, and he's like, I think we might have ordered too many flowers.
0: It was. I was in Costco, surprise, surprise, on Monday, <laughs> um, and and it was like the preparation beginning. Like it was just like aisles and aisles were just stuffed with flowers. Yeah. Arrangements were getting ready
1: for it. I tried um, about uh, 3 o'clock or so. I was trying to decide what we'd do for dinner because it was just Maria and I at home because Daniel and uh, his lady friend Ariel had gone out for the evening. So I was like, well, do I just order in or do I cook something for us? So I must have called about, I don't know, three to four different steakhouses just to see if I could do takeout on apps. Oh. And uh, because we don't, we don't I, I can't, I, I haven't in a very long time sat down and killed a whole steak to myself. I just can't do it. Right. And so, um, so normally if we go to a steakhouse, we'll just do like, yeah, three or four different apps of uh, uh, beef bites or steak bites and this and that. The other thing. Anyhow, all of them either weren't doing any takeout. Right. Or if you looked on their online menu, it was there, even their takeout was totally Shut down. booked. Ah, good for them. Yeah. So I, uh, I cooked. Made a nice little steak. Okay, you know, butter garlic sauce, heart good. shape. I uh, know, no. a heart shaped pasta on
0: the side, anything like that? Nothing
1: like that. But I think it was all sexy cooking. It was a nice steak. It was sauteed tomatoes. It was uh, roasted broccoli. A nice little lemon cheesecake after. Wow! Some wine. You're talking courses. Oh, courses. Got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's. A- Got a list here of uh, things. The average person does over a year and some of these uh do not add up. It is said the average person eats forty six slices of pizza a year. That's about four slices a month. No way. I, I don't know. I don't know that we have pizza even once a month. What? Oh really? Yeah. Oh, you oh. think you eat a lot more? Oh a lot
0: more. Really? Yeah. Well, one, I think I'd probably have four slices, a
1: sitting. So how many pizzas do you think your family consumes in a month? Uh, well, normally
0: we order two when we order pizza. <laughs> um, Dr. Downer's going to love you in about a uh-huh. decade. And, well, because we also like leftovers. Kids take it to school for lunch and that sort of thing, too. Uh, but I would say we probably do that uh, three times a month. I thought you were going to say three times a week. No, not that much, but I would say... Once a week. Uh, n- not exactly once a week, mm. but probably a little a little more. Once every 10, 12 days, something like
1: that. Yeah, I mean, it probably makes sense. There are a lot of families who, like, Friday nights will be pizza night. Uh, it's, it's, it's so simple. It mm-hmm. really is. And, you know, when you're looking for
0: meals that kind of serve everybody, mm. that, that's one that you don't get a lot of
1: arguments towards. Uh, the average person supposedly reads 12 to 13 books a year. Not a chance. And I read a
0: lot. You, I was going to say, if you, if you don't, and I've had uh, a lot of people giving me books as of late. Like, like I have time. To oh, really? Read, yeah. But, but it's just, you know, there's like uh, so many hockey autobiographies and that sort of thing. So like, oh, here, read this. I'm like, I look at it going, ah, I if it's got more than four pages, I don't know if I'm getting through it. Uh, what was the last hockey autobiography you read that I read front to back? Because I've i picked up a few and stopped along the way. I did that with storytellers, the Dave Grohl book. Mm-hmm. I, I started and stopped. I did that with Tiger Woods book. the Bobby Orr one, probably.
1: I uh, I think the last one I read was the uh, the Wendell Clark one. Okay, might as well have been written with a crayon. <laughs> Unbelievable! I mean, the guy is in a league all of his own. Listen, when it comes to hockey, you know you you can. He is for many uh, the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf player ever. He did it all, right? But man, oh man,
0: and 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 somewhat lost on the generation too, because I I showed Evan the other day. We were kind of going to hockey, and I always get. So annoyed the the fact that my kids are on their phones constantly and just falling down the Instagram or TikTok mm. rabbit hole of and Facebook does it too with the reels, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm guilty of that as well. You get caught just watching these little 10, 15 second reel videos. Yeah. Um but we're on the way to hockey and I'm like, why don't you do something hockey related mm-hmm. at this point? Why don't you start thinking about hockey? Instead of watching someone, you know, nail their junk to a wall or whatever the hell they're doing, <laughs> um, and uh, and he's like, like, like what? And so I, I put on the Wendell Clark tribute video, the Metallica, like the Metallica Hero of the Day Such video. A, I could watch that on a loop. Oh, and he was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> is this what hockey was like? And yeah. I'm like yes, because that game is lost on a generation. Like do yep. you when you see him on top of a guy just pounding his face into
1: the, the ice it looks like it's been sped up yeah well you know and, and the thing is he'd climb off of that guy who he had basically decapitated and go go score a couple of goals right i mean he and he did it for like a decade when the leafs were horrible this is the thing too the passion he showed on a team that was a complete piece of crap right for most of the time he was with it and what's what's interesting about wendell too
0: it's because he was one. He was one of my idols growing yeah. up, and that was my era of leaves. Um, and then I've had a chance to meet him on a few occasions and, and, and interviewed him, talked to him. And he's so quiet, He's a gentle bear. Like he's just very quiet, mm-hmm. very humble, unassuming. That you know, Saskatchewan farm boy. Yeah. And then he would get on the ice and just beat people.
1: The guy who uh, Ghost wrote the book with him, I know, and he tells me, he's done a, a couple of them now, and he uh, he shared a great example of the difference between Wendell and other Leaf players. So he would go and have meetings with Wendell, and they would constantly meet at like a Tim Hortons in the middle of the day. Yeah. And people would just, and, 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 and Wendell would have a coffee and a donut. Like, you can't be more Canadian, right. you know? Right. And people would come up and they'd want selfies and autographs. And he'd, you know, he'd be great to everybody. And then he did the Ty Domi book. And Ty Domi thinks he's Michael Corleone, right? Yes. They'd yeah. be in steak houses at two thirty in the morning in some back room. You know, Ty is a <laughs> just cut from a right. different cloth.
0: Like Wendell, Wendell drives his pickup, yeah, like,
1: with rust falling off of it. Yeah,
0: Ty's in a Lamborghini or Ferrari. Somewhere. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there, there's another guy who I I've heard on all account. You meet him, and he's 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 nice enough and all of that. But likes to uh, likes to lead that kind of lifestyle. Anyhow, uh, yeah, the book. I mean, look, it it, it clears up. Actually, I, you know, the one thing, and I can't remember. It's been a while since I read it, but the one thing I don't think he touches on. Do you remember back in the early 80s when there was all these gay rumors about him? Oh, right. Because he, he was good friends with some male figure skaters or something, or he yeah. shared a condo with a right. male figure skater. And he was always single. He didn't get married till later in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 you know, it's funny now when you look back. It seems so ridiculous. And it wasn't that long ago, right? But well, God forbid a sports hero could be gay. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, or
0: God, or not even that. It just a, a sports guy who just happened to be just normal and not mm. the bravado outside of it. You know, if you're, right. if you're not if you're not flashing off muscle all the time, then no, oh, you, you there's something right. wrong with him.
1: Actually, speaking of sports, and this is kind of veering off on a different path, but I heard an interesting conversation yesterday about why so many athletes today get injured and are sitting out so easily, so quickly, whereas athletes like Wendell of his day, you know, played full shifts, played multiple minutes. And I'm talking about all platforms of sports. Baseball, it was a time that pitchers played a full game. Right. And would go like a day later with no rest. Uh, and, and how the no pitcher ever throws nine innings anymore. Like, even though they're more probably physically fit because of the training they go through. Um, this is the load management argument is what
0: they're... They now yeah. manage the uh, the workload of athletes. Basketball is one of the worst for them. You could show up at a game and, and guys are sitting... LeBron's sitting out mm. for no apparent reason. It's because of load management. Some say it's because the seasons are too long and they've mm. extended seasons and made them longer um, uh, in terms of number of games over a shorter span of time. So there's yeah. just more action and their bodies can't keep up with it. I think there's also an element too where the the PAs of these leagues have stepped in and said, you're not just going to pump something into the athlete to get them out there anymore. Mm. Uh, where that was the, the sign of the times or the way things went. Right. Um, you know, We also have things like concussion protocol that we didn't have before mm-hmm. where, okay, you, you were in three fights in the last three games. Maybe you should give your head a rest.
1: Well, th- this expert or sports person narrowed it down to something far far simpler. Back in the day, Wendell and before, you didn't play, you didn't get paid. Right. Now, the contract is guaranteed. So if you've got a, a hangnail, eh, sit out a few games. You're still getting $7.8 million a minute.
0: Right. You know. Hey, speaking of sports, today, full swing debuts on Netflix. This, fall swing. this is the one where they followed the golfers oh, to PGA right. Tour and some of the live guys, too. And, you know, Netflix just happened to be doing it at a time. This is along the same lines as the uh, driven uh, Formula One stuff. We've seen a little bit with hockey in terms of the Amazon stuff that they did in the playoffs. Right. But this is Netflix following the golfers. But they did it in the year where everyone split mm. and all the craziness has happened. So a great year
1: for Netflix. Yeah, I'm. St- I- I'm going to be a little too busy. I'm only halfway through Pamela, A Love Story. <laughs> good luck with. The I'm halfway through it. Okay, I'm up to the part when she meets Tommy. Oh my yeah. goodness, this is when it's going to get good. If you have you had to
0: pause to take moments for yourself a throughout couple of this. times. Yeah, A couple of times.
1: Uh, all right, back to this quickly. Then we got to move along. Um, uh, average things we all do in a year: eat 12.7 pounds of ice cream. That's about a pint a month. Again, I don't think I do that much. Right. No. Um, the average person only gets two pieces of actual mail a month, not counting bills, junk mail, and packages. So like an actual card or a letter or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now everything's emailed. So yeah, I was going to say, if you average
0: that out, it's probably not even that.
1: Uh, we do 51 minutes per day uh, of driving. I think most people do a lot more than that. Uh, we spend about 500 bucks on groceries each month. Again, I think it's a lot more a lot than that. a lot more than that now, yeah. We use the bathroom seven times a day. Okay. I don't. You know what? If Lines I would have, th- I don't know if I. I don't know that I could count. Like if I think back to yesterday, I don't think I can remember how many times. I don't think I went seven. Seven no. seems like a lot. But you also
0: have your, your new sit down pee theory where you're doing yeah. both at the same time.
1: Oh yeah, it's, I, it, I can't even tell you the amount of times I had the surprise <laughs> poop. Um, and we watch 1500, 1,500 hours of TV in a year, or about four hours a day. I'm, I blew way, <laughs> way past that. Steven Spielberg believes Tom Cruise saved Hollywood's ass. Wow. That's a, those are his words exactly. They were uh, together at the annual luncheon for Oscar nominees. It was on Monday. And in a uh, moment caught on video, Steven told Tom, you saved Hollywood's ass. You might have saved theatrical distribution. Oh my goodness! Um, as you recall, or might recall, Tom didn't just take Top Gun: Maverick and dump it onto a streaming service as so many films did during COVID. He waited until he could give it a full theatrical release, and it was, of course, a massive hit. Cruz was at the luncheon as a producer of Maverick, which is up for six Oscars, including Best Picture. So, so by holding out yeah. and not uh, not going straight to streaming, yeah. And then he did that with Bond, too, right? It didn't have the same success in the theaters, but I think no, they held off on they it. Ha- they held off on it. And, uh, boy, if you haven't seen, they re-
0: released the the next, uh, it's a trailer for the making of the next uh, Mission Impossible movie. Oh, yeah? And there's some massive stunt that, that Tom Cruise is pulling in this. That's crazy. And they released just kind of some behind the, behind the scenes of the first stunt that they've done where he's... Launching a motorcycle into a canyon in somewhere in Northern Ireland or something like that—it's—it's hmm. it's insane. And when you watch the, the the rigors that he goes through training, yeah, to do these things, it's nuts. That's
1: awesome. Well, listen, it all started jumping up and down on a couch. From Ultra. Right. That yeah. was his first big stunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for doing the dancing in his underwear. I was gonna and say and
0: that one a risky business.
1: I, I much prefer watching Tom Cruise snapping at people. That's always a, a, a fun video. Right, yeah. Um Paul Rudd is just like all of us. He wastes a ton of time going down YouTube rabbit holes. He says I'll I'll always start with some old clip of John Lennon and Paul McCartney on a talk show or George Harrison singing with Paul Simon on SNL, and then I just start going down all sorts of George Harrison kinds of rabbit holes. He says, I also love watching people fall down or do things wrong. Nothing too brutal. Um, but when the dude jumps in the swimming pool and it's all ice, that just gives me complete joy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it. it they are fun. I'm totally guilty of it. I just think, as I watch, especially my kids and, and youth, that it is drowning our attention span. Mm. Like, it was just... We have no attention span for something longer than a minute.
1: Nope. Entertain no. Entertain me now. We're in trouble. I mean, the future generation, the all social media, and I think it's been proven, and if it, if it hasn't been proven, then uh, it should be, because I think this is true. I honestly believe all social media has removed uh brain cells it's the anti social media it has taken our iq down i i don't sure. think i don't think okay so you, you know how i get obsessive about things i was watching um uh, bill Maher's uh, podcast club random and now i'm obsessed with going through i don't want to miss i have to go back and see ones i haven't seen and there's a guy named uh adam wahid i believe is his name young he's like early 30s does TikTok videos. He's a comedian, went to Hollywood in his early 20s, tried to become a, an actor. That didn't quite work out. Started posting his own TikTok mm-hmm. and YouTube and Instagram videos. Makes like $7 million a year doing this stuff. Bill Maher and him are just talking in gener- generalities about things. Guy knows nothing about anything. Uh, like no history knowledge, no 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 know anything outside of his, his little bubble right. and must have said, like when Bill Maher would bring up something, say, now some things he brought up, of course, a kid in his 20s. He brought up TV shows from like the 1960s. Okay, all right. But his answer always and it's the answer that drives me insane from young people. I don't know, that was before I was born. Yeah. Like nothing existed before <laughs> they were born. So, you know, my my kids are all born in the 90s. Now, I've never heard them say that, and if they did, we'd have a long lecture about that. But for them to say, I know nothing from the 80s and back because I wasn't here, right? it's ridiculous. I wasn't in World War II, but I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think social media and your boys are right in the, you know, they're at that age. It's uh, it's probably only going to get worse. It's going to get dumber and shorter and quicker. Well, TikTok one-minute videos will be too long for them at oh, one yeah. point. Oh, for
0: sure. And, and and have to go to it constantly. But it's also part of the reason why, uh, you know, it, it frustrates people who do look back in history that those who don't now are the woke, mm-hmm. right? It, it's right. A, you know, right. well, this is wrong. Right. We've got to change this. But you think back, okay, well, if you, if you take a look at the perspective of history, yeah. some things were just the way that they were. They were wrong, mm-hmm. but can't go changing and erasing that now it did happen
1: i've you know i've heard people in this in our industry on the air who having discussions and they'll say that oh i don't know that was before i was born if i had said that early on in my career i wouldn't be on the air all right a program director would say well it's your job to know well and i used to do talk to students about
0: that when i taught in, in radio when it was very limited but uh, but things like the Super Bowl mm. right you, you do that people are like oh I don't care it's not mm. I'm not a fan of football I'm like well that's not a football game right it's it's a spectacle yeah. you have you have to at least be able to comment on it and yeah. know that it exists it it's the talk of the town for oh, yeah you know the the days leading up to it and after it and if you're not involved with it then you're not really being part of society at that point.
1: We've had this discussion numerous times. I, for the most part, can't stand sports. I care less. Like, it's so far down my list of anything important. But I know I have to watch Super Bowl. I don't watch a second of NFL during the regular season. The least I haven't watched one second of the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. Mm -hmm. But if they get to the playoffs, I'm going to be sitting there and watching it. Right. I have to for this gig. Yeah. I can't just sit here and go, Now, luckily, luckily, I can lean on you. Like if I just decided, ah, forget it. I'll just turn to you and go, how oh, the Leafs do last night? Right. I know you can go for 18 hours on it.
0: <laughs> These shoulders are getting
1: sore. <laughs> but if you need to know about the Pamela Anderson doc. <laughs> yes, you, I know. You You're my go-to. Uh-huh. Keanu Reeves doesn't let anyone digitally manipulate his image without his permission. So he really is the guy eating the cupcake then? I guess so. He says he has a very healthy mistrust of technology and uh he says if you allow people to do that to your image you lose your agency when you give a performance in a film you know you're going to be edited that's participating in that but if you go into deep fake land it has none of your points of view so mm. he cannot be uh, used in any sort of digital platform without his permission I saw another video come out of him recently he was riding the
0: subway in new york and someone had filmed where he was just sitting there riding the subway yeah. and no one was paying any attention to him, and a lady was standing next to him and so he offered his seat and he got up mm-hmm. and gave her a seat. Like just just Keanu being Keanu.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: by uh, all reports he's just a decent dude. He seems to be. Yeah, he certainly does.
1: Of course they thought that of Bill Cosby at one time too. <laughs> So, what do we know? <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> I'm not saying Keanu Reeves right. assaulted women. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you think something of somebody. Um, scientists have figured out why we love true crime shows. Now, I, I've uh, said to you recently that I've, I've given up on them, I'm, I'm trying to steer away from right. my addiction yeah. to them. Um, uh, this doctor who studied it at some place called the Recreational Fear Lab at a university in Denmark says we love Sounds these like shows. A fun place. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> hey Dad, I know where I'm going to go to school. Uh, we feel like uh, it prepares us more for any kind of situation. So if a dangerous situation were to occur, we feel more prepared on how what we should and shouldn't do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always thought it just made us feel normal. Hey, at least I'm not that guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I might have missed Valentine's, but I didn't kill you. Right. Yes. Uh, Chad Kruger from Nickelback says uh, all the band's haters have kept them relevant over the years. He says they have no idea how much they keep us in the press. If they really wanted to see us go away, they'd just shut up. Yeah, true. Very true. And here's a game you can get for the kids there's a free 8 bit game online to promote Cocaine Bear. It's called Cocaine Bear The Rise of Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> and they say it's pretty addicting. It's like Pac-Man, except you play as a bear and have to eat as many people as possible without running out of cocaine. Oh, my goodness. The site requires you to be 18 years older or older. There are multiple levers, levels. you got to watch out for drug dealers who will steal the bags of Coke you need for super speed. Get that for the kids. See if that keeps their attention. Alfred Hitchcock, probably still considered one of the all-time great horror film directors. What was he afraid of? Well, he was afraid of the dark, crowds, (laughs) solitude, and eggs. So afraid of crowds and
0: solitude. Yeah. (laughs) That's confusing. Need to have a couple of people around me at all times.
1: And I know that, uh, you know, there are those who don't like eggs. How you don't like eggs, I do not know. But to be afraid of them? Right, yeah, that seems a bit much. Um, Before he joined Guns N' Roses, Slash auditioned to be in Poison and got rejected. Wow. Yeah. That was a bad call.
0: He did a little better with Guns N' Roses. Right. He did okay.
1: William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy acted together once. Two years before Star Trek, they both guest-starred in an episode of a show called The Man from Uncle. Shatner played a good guy. Nimoy was the bad guy. Interesting. Yeah. Before the 1920s, speaking of movies, before the 1920s, the movie industry wasn't in Hollywood. They filmed in Jacksonville, Florida in the winter and New York the rest of the year. But Jacksonville politicians eventually kicked them out and the whole industry moved to Los Angeles. Wow. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Not so bright in Florida. Uh Uh-huh. The first animated movie ever released in England was Animal Farm in 1954. It was funded by the CIA as part of a push to create more anti-communist propaganda. Okay. Yeah. This is a good one. Mark Hamill is older now than Alec Guinness was when he played Obi-Wan in the original Star Wars. Wow, Hamill's 71, Guinness was 63. No kidding. And he seems so old. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they made him look
0: older, but. He looks so frail.
1: Yeah. Cheetos exist because of the U.S. military. It needed a way to ship and store cheese during World War II, and the USDA scientists invented cheese powder. Then, after the war, manufacturers, including the Frito Company, bought the leftover powder and came up with new ways to use it. Cheetos were the first. <laughs> And craft Dinner, I guess, basically, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. There's one man who has edited about one-third of all articles on Wikipedia, and he does it all for free. Really? I guess he's got a lot of time on his A lot. And he goes around uh, with, like, spell correcting or actually adding information? I guess adding information or deleting false information or... Wow, a third... Does anybody ever, when they get that Wikipedia thing to donate to them, to help them out, does anybody ever donate? I don't think so. I mean, if, you just I click mean, right through that. Most of us click right through, but they keep doing it, so probably, you know, you Must hit up enough people.
0: Working somewhere.
1: Yeah. In tennis, now I've never seen this happen, but in tennis, you don't have to hit the ball over the net. You can hit it around the net, and it's legal. Yes, even if the ball is lower than the top of the net is Happened in uh, recently, in the last couple of years, I think. I want to say it was Rafael Nadal who did it as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Grapefruits were called shaducks until the 19th century. Okay. <laughs> I like a grapefruit. You like a grapefruit? Uh, no, I find it a little bitter. Although I used to like wink. Remember that? Uh, it was yeah. like
0: a grapefruit pop.
1: I mean, you got to have the sugar. I mean, I'll always throw some sugar on a grapefruit, you know, to kind of maybe cut some of that but i, I love grapefruit
0: juice too mm, no but yeah, same thing it's the bitterness i guess if you poured sugar on it then mm. maybe pour sugar on everything right that makes it better <laughs> that's what dr downer tells you
1: yeah according to a study at a harvard adults spend half of their waking lives letting their minds wander so we spend half of our waking lives just pondering stuff i could see that you ever stop Focus is difficult Oh, yeah. ever uh, we, we play a game, the lovely Maria and I, where we'll be driving somewhere, and it's kind of quiet in the car. And one of us will turn to the other and say, what are you thinking about right now? And oh. you have to be honest. Holy cow. And it is amazing <laughs> when you think of all the stupid poop we, we ponder. Right. Just the randomness of our the things that go through our melon. I would answer with driving
0: this car right into that tree. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would probably end the game right away. <laughs> Never want to play again i got to be honest, nailing
1: your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Softball was originally called kitten ball. Okay. That seems insulting. Um, in the 1930s, before the breathalyzer was invented, police used something called the drunkometer. beater. It was a huge device that required a person to blow into a balloon. Do we even care back in the 1930s about drunk driving? I guess we did. Right. Arby's was the first fast food chain to ban smoking in all its locations oh, back really? in 1994.
0: 1994. It is funny. Yeah, at that
1: point, too, the uproar. Oh, do you remember? Yeah. Anytime there's a change. Look, I remember when seatbelts became a law. Yeah. People lost their flipping mind.
0: Motorcycle helmets, same thing. Yeah. You go to the States you see, you know, to a state that doesn't have. Uh, a motorcycle helmet long mm. like wow that is absolutely crazy
1: now when you go anywhere especially in the states like Michigan i think you're still allowed to smoke in restaurants and certainly in vegas in the casinos right there's a one uh, it's a, a really old school casino we were walking through and uh, you know most of them are massive and so the cigarette smoke or anything like that kind of just goes up in the air but there was one that had a really low Uh, ...ceiling in it. Like the Golden Nugget by Fremont, something like that? Yeah, Yeah. one of them. We were walking through, and it was like walking through an opium den. Yeah. (laughs) It was like a a fog machine had been, you know, set off every few seconds.
0: It's just... And if you remember, to like going to the bars or clubs, pubs, whatever... ...in the time that smoking Mm. was allowed inside... The the smell off this pile of clothes you left on your floor that night. Oh, listen. It's just awful.
1: When I was a kid, well, not even a kid, into my early 20s, uh, when the lovely Maria and I were uh, first dating, all of us in my house smoked. My mom, my dad, my sister, me, all of us did. And our family room was smaller than this room. And this room is what? What is this? I don't know. It's however many square feet. It's tiny. A hundred square feet maybe in here, whatever this A couple this would hundred, be. yeah. And uh, our family room, and we'd all sit around with our own ashtrays, and we'd be watching a movie or something, and we'd all be, the four of us would just be hauling on darts. (laughs) And it would just, Rhea would come in with like scarfs around her face, and yeah, it just, and you couldn't even imagine walking into somebody's home now, and if you do, and they smoke inside. Right. Like, I I don't remember the last house I went to. Where people still smoked inside. But Most people up. who
0: smoke now hide the fact that they do. Yeah, and I find it so hilarious. Which like, is, it's ridiculous. They are like running around, sneaking around into all separate corners and yep. in oh. between houses, trying to sneak a smoke. And like, you, you know, it's fairly obvious when you walk in. Yeah, what you've been doing.
1: It's it's weird. With the same. Well, you can smell it on them for one. Right. And they've run in, so they're winded. Right. You know. I, an uncle of mine, his, his daughters were into their teens and he'd be running off behind a tree. Yeah. Just admit you started something stupid when you were a teenager and you know you have to quit. Be human. Here's an <laughs> idea. <laughs> Why do you smell like be- nicotine and chewing gum all the time? <laughs> it is time for the godfather of the grill for Holinda's Meats, Teddy Reader. Good
2: morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Good morning, Ted. How are you? I'm pretty good can't complain, nope. you know? No, if you Nobody's going to listen anyway.
1: Nobody. Nobody cares. As soon as you start complaining, the eyeballs just roll right in the back of the head. Yeah, can yeah. you shut up now Is
2: that's what they say? <laughs> just right. look at you and go, like, stop complaining.
1: That's right. Or they look at you and they say, oh, come on, Ted. Your life is perfect. Look at my life. It becomes a competition of who's got it worse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, Ted, um, you know, we, uh, we've been gabbing with you forever uh, about grilling, and uh, we always talk about you know, different meats or fishes or, or, or that type of thing, but uh, we we rarely touch outside of like your plank mashed potatoes. We rarely talk sides, and sides. I think you know, if you make a really great steak, you know, having the right side to accompany it uh, is is hugely important. And I thought of this last night as I was uh, making uh, dinner, and I had uh, decided to just pan fry. Uh, Some cherry tomatoes with some garlic and salt and pepper. And I just love that sound when they hit the pan and the sizzle and the pop. And then when you eat them, they're great because they're all hot and the juice inside is warm. And I always think it's a terrific side. Come on,
2: you're turning me on. You're you know, turning I'm, me on. You, know, you, want, you want me to talk a little slower, Teddy? I'll talk a little, little slower. little dirty talk right about the sizzle in the pan. Yeah, it's sexy. It's sexy cooking.
1: Um, and there is that. That's an element to cooking as well, certainly the sexy cooking. But do you have, when making any sort of a dish, do you have a favorite side? you like to uh, put with it
2: well it, it's <clears throat> around the reader household here we, we like things pretty simple um i like lots of green vegetables and i like them just steamed or or blanched very quickly i don't like to do a lot to them because i like to taste the vegetables for what they are but when i like to get creative and i head out to the grill it's a whole different story one of my favorite side dishes to do is a smoke roasted cauliflower
1: Oh, okay
2: so you take a whole head of cauliflower Trim off the bottom. Don't break it up. Leave it as a whole head. Give it a good wash and then put it in a glass bowl. Cover it with a little sheet of plastic and pop it in your microwave for about five to six minutes. Okay? And it's going to it's gonna steam cook in there and pull it out, let it cool. And then you take some of my Bollywood Seasoning. And you mix that with a little bit of mayonnaise. Mm. Yes, mayonnaise. All right? If you wanted to use yogurt, you could use yogurt as well, like a Greek yogurt. And you fold in that seasoning. And if you didn't want to use that Indian spice flavor, you can just put fresh herbs and garlic and lots of lemon in there. And then you smear that all over the cauliflower on the outside of it. Mm. Pop it in a 375 to 400 degree grill. Indirect and let it cook and roast. And it'll take probably about 40 minutes in there at the most. Okay. And pull it out. Take some... um, There's like uh, Indian potato chips that have crispy little bits and like noodles in there and there's some chickpeas in there that are spiced. Crush that up and sprinkle that all over top with some fresh cilantro and a squeeze of uh, orange juice. Not lime, but orange juice. And then serve that up and you've got amazing smoke-roasted cauliflower
1: okay what about you lucky what do you like you like a side
0: i i do and i think um one of the ones everyone kind of varies up a lot is is just their own take on a mac and cheese Mm. right and you can add things like a a little bacon and stuff i love adding into mac and cheese but i'd imagine ted would go over the top when it comes (laughs) to a mac and cheese
2: well, our, our mac and cheese at the joint is uh, we finish it with our craft beer bacon, which we get from Holenda's Meats. And we get that nice and crispy and we dice it up and we throw that in. We've got 35% cream in there. We've got about four different types of cheeses. <laughs> and uh, and we finish it with hickory sticks. Oh, yes. And, of course. Right? Of so course. just when, it, when it's all bubbling in the pan. And then just throw in a handful of hickory sticks, and that'll help thicken it up and then the hickory sticks get a little bit soft, so you get some crunchy parts and you get some soft parts and that's what we do we do at the joint with mac and cheese but you can you can do anything you want if you want to make it fun you know throw in some a handful of baby spinach and lots of garlic. And extra cream. And you've got this spinach mac and cheese, which is absolutely delicious. You can throw peas in there in season when asparagus season comes. Uh, a mac and cheese with asparagus is always delicious. But, you know, you've got to have some fun mm-hmm. and, and experiment and look at things and say, hey, can I? And take it outside and do it, you know? Baking a potato in the microwave is is nice, but when you roast it beside an open fire and get it nice, the skin gets really crispy on the outside. A baked potato is a beautiful thing, especially if you inject it with butter.
1: Of course, you have to. You know, I'm just thinking of your your, uh, roasted cauliflower and you're talking about sprinkling the chips on top. In my mind, I think it's going to come out of the grill looking like a chia pet. <laughs> <laughs> it may jest. It, it may, may jest. jest. Can you do the yeah. same with broccoli? Can you do that
2: same trick with, with broccoli? Nobody likes broccoli. Oh. That's another vegetable <laughs> that no one really wants.
1: I never roasted <laughs> broccoli last night. It was lovely, Teddy.
2: But it was lovely, yeah. No, I just like steamed broccoli. I think broccoli's a horrible vegetable. They call it the miracle vegetable, but yeah. man, oh man, just punt that with the Brussels sprouts, and I'm happy.
1: You know, you know uh, what I hate the most, I think, when it comes to any vegetable is cabbage. And the lovely Maria will make cabbage soup, and she'll put it in the fridge. And I open the fridge door, and it smells like somebody dropped their guts inside the fridge.
2: No, cabbage is awesome on the Ugh. grill. So take a, take a cabbage, uh-huh. and you cut yourself a steak about one inch thick. And then rinse it, just keeping it together, but rinse it in some cold water. And the reason you're adding the water in it is that when you throw it on the grill, that moisture is going to help steam the cabbage when it's on the grill. And that's the same with the cauliflower. When you put it in the microwave, you're you're doing a par cook, but you're increasing that internal moisture so that it doesn't dry out on you when you're on the grill. All right. And cabbage, if you brush it with a little honey and mustard and a little bit of salt and pepper and some fresh dill, grilled cabbage... Unbelievable, And you can do the same thing with red cabbage is roast it, cut a chunk, roast it, grill it on the on the, on the grill, salt, pepper, drizzle it with a little apple cider vinegar, and uh, you're, you're laughing. Simple, easy, hmm. on the side, hot and quick. On
1: this one, I think we're going to disagree, Ted. I think cabbage is only good <laughs> in a coleslaw. Otherwise, it's farty soup. I don't like it. Uh, Teddy, if people want to talk to you about cabbage or broccoli, which you don't want to talk about, or cauliflower. or or any side tips on making tasty sides, how do they get a hold of you?
2: You're going to find me at Ted Grills in the social media world. Rock Mornings with With Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.